So for those of you that don't don't know, we have we have Tony Archer with us with us today. Tony is our property partner, property expert. Yeah, he, he knows all things about property. Yeah, and and we're gonna ask you hopefully a few questions that we know the answer to. Yeah, <laughs> I've got this good questions. Are all right. Good, 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 good. So before I go into that, yeah, we've, you can see we've got some uh, nice blue tablets in front of us. They yeah. are actually M&Ms, they yeah. are they're chocolate, uh, chocolate M&Ms. Okay. Um, that was part of your, that's your fee for, for being that's with us. That's my fee, yeah. I was a special request that was for, so. um, yeah, and some proper hairstyling, but hey-ho, you know. <laughs> Tony has been the biggest diva we've had on the yeah. uh, sofa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. had to go shopping for the, for the, the uh, blue, for yeah. the makeup artist, did, did, did you? Really? Um, no expense yeah, there, yeah. No expense. Yeah, I'm still not convinced they're actually M&Ms, but I'll take them. <laughs> oh, you've, so. you've got to try one, really. <laughs> Okay. No, I'll, uh, I'm on a diet, so um, yeah, I'll try one in a minute. They don't look that appetising now, actually, do they? Well, you're no, yeah, yeah, okay. It's not the Matrix, is it? The blue pill and the red pill. Like, so, um, but yeah, sorry, anyway, sorry, carry on. We painted a couple of the red ones blue, just to oh, did you? Oh, okay, yeah, so I don't know which universe I shall be in, so it'll be the property universe. Well, hopefully yeah, it's the property yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's wondering what they've tuned into, it's not an M&M debate here. <laughs> We are going to talk about stuff. Yeah. So, so from a from a property point of view, and I'm actually going serious now for a second. So, from a property point of view, sort of what sort in, in your world, Tony? What sort of services do we do we cover? Um, so, we'll cover really all range of anything to do with with property. The world of property and tax is is, is a very quirky one, as, as I'm sure you're aware. You know, it covers so many different areas from income tax and corporation tax if you're um, uh, a, com a company landlord or income tax if you're a personal landlord, uh, stamp duty land tax when you're buying property and there's loads of different rules and reliefs that are available with that, capital gains tax when you're selling property, uh, inheritance tax when you're doing sort of planning for the future um, and VAT if you're dealing with commercial property. So it literally touches every area of tax really and that's why we like to think that we're a specialist in it um, because the world, as I say, is very quirky and it, it touches in lots of different areas, really. So we'll, we'll cover all of those areas. And we are very equipped for those as well. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. House. yeah. I've, I've got a good uh, broad range of knowledge uh, in relation to uh, property, but I'm very fortunate to have some very clever technical people uh, Present company excluded. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, of course, I meant included, not excluded. So, but I'm, I'm very fortunate that we have got a lot of technical experts that support me whenever I, I don't know things. As, as is life, really, we're always learning new things, yeah. aren't we? You know, and there's usually some strange scenario. When people go into the property world to, to buy properties, there's definitely not a one size that fits all. No. It's all about your personal requirements and, and your driver, what you're trying to get out of it really, where your end game is. And that can be people want to give up the day job and become a full-time property landlord or investor. Um, they're doing it because they want to supplement their, their pension. They're doing it because they want to give some wealth to the kids. It's, it's, it's any and all of those reasons, really. So, um, and, and that's why we like to think that we're very capable uh, and competent at, at helping you make the right decision and getting your structure and, and, and helping you with your plans and where you're, what you're trying to achieve and where you want to go, really. 
Yeah, so I guess when someone goes into buying the property, the reason they do it, that will change over time, is also like you're saying. Absolutely, to the children, absolutely. The yeah, so a lot of people that do exactly want to get into property because they're looking to replace their employment income, they automatically, for instance, jump to a limited company. Um, they think a limited company is going to be the best route for them. But of course, if people are basic rate taxpayers, then you might want to start with buying property in your own name. Um, because typically, mortgage rates are, are lower for individuals. Yeah. But of course, the basic rate tax band for individuals is 20%. Whereas with a limited company, you're paying corporation tax. And then if you need that money to supplement your income, you're then paying dividend tax on top yeah. of it, which can be more expensive. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's all down to what you want and what your personal circumstances yeah. are exactly. As we always say, case by case. Case by case. case and by always case. be prepared. Yeah. Always okay. be prepared. Always be prepared. And that, that's, yeah. I mean, a lot of the things, when always people come to me about, with about property um, and they're looking to invest in them, and we have quite good working relationships with, with a couple of professionals that refer stuff to us, they, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them. And a lot of them will say, I'm going to be a limited company from, from day yeah. dot. Yeah. And then it's, well, actually, you're going to buy, if you're going to buy one property and just stick with that, then that, that's fine. You know, yeah. it, you, know you, you may have it in your own name, but if you're going to buy 10, then yeah. you may, it may be okay. So it's not all about today, it's about five, 10 years down the line. Absolutely. And, actually, and the strategy will change, you say. Yeah. But Absolutely. And it's, it's then the, the stamp duty world that baffles a lot of people. It does. Yeah. Yeah, Stamp duty land tax. Stamp duty land yeah. tax, sorry. Yes, mm. so, sorry. <laughs> 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 that, That's yeah. why I'm the expert. <laughs> yeah. And that, that baffles a lot of people. It does, yeah. Then if you buy it, a lot of people, there's a myth out there, and a lot of people say this to me, that if you if you do, if you buy a limited company, it's the first property that's owned by a limited company. Yeah. So therefore, you should pay the lower rate of stamp duty yeah, yeah. land tax. Yeah. But you don't. You you still pay the the five percent. Yeah, that additional rate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, stamp duty land tax definitely is all of the taxes are are a minefield really. But stamp duty land tax is is one that hits you right at the very beginning. Yeah. And there's lots of reliefs available. You know, it's about the residential rate or the non uh, um, non residential rate. Multiple dwellings relief is another another yeah. stamp duty land tax relief people miss when you've perhaps got a property that's got um, a, a, a granite flat, an annex to it, basically. Um, so there's loads of things where you can explore reliefs that are available and, and just try and use them to your benefit, really. So what Absolutely. does so what does what what does that what is a, so a multi dwelling? What so so basically, mean? if you've got a scenario where you've got a granny flat at, at a back, or or it might just be an annex on a property, and if it's got separate services being supplied to it, so gas, electricity, and it's got its own front door, and it's kind of more or less separately yeah. uh, 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 accessible, then you can basically get your stamp duty. Uh, stamp duty land tax has yeah. reduced um, <laughs> because you take the average of, of, of the rates that apply to those to those properties. So, um, so yeah, there's loads of things like that that you can do it with. So, but it has to have it be a standalone property, a, a dwelling, i.e., clues in the name really, multiple dwellings yeah. really. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Just, just because I, I wouldn't have known what that is. No, no, no. And some professionals right. don't. You yeah. know. So it's it's always just double checking with. Uh, us ourselves if you ever get into that situation so um the thing that's a lot of people have been caught out with over the last couple of years has been the paying file with court capital gains tax as yeah. well so where people have um sold property uh, and there's a capital gain on it they just assume that that's going on to their tax return for the following january 
but of course the rules came in a couple of years ago where you originally had 30 days to pay it but now you've got 60 days to declare and pay the capital gains tax on any properties that you rent out so not your own not your own home but the, a property that you're owning for investment purposes for rental income basically yeah, that catches so many people out it does it? and it's yeah. not just when it's sold is it if it's gifted to your children or something absolutely because a gift counts a capital gains yeah tax, absolutely so. yeah so, what, so yeah. what does that mean then mark so if, if i so if i sell my my uh rental house on the i don't know the 31st of may let's just say yeah 2022 let's yeah. just use some, use some dates out there then so then my capital gains tax will be due packed within 60 days from the completion yeah so you have to report it you have to report it online which isn't easy either yeah. jump through yeah. some hurdles okay and then pay it within that 60 days as well even though my tax returns not due until yeah. March 2023 when I don't want to pay I don't actually pay the tax as in on my tax return point of view until January 2024 I've still got to pay it within the 60 days yeah yeah, oh, that yeah. catches you out, doesn't it? It, it does. does catch a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah, because they people automatically think it just forms part of your tax return. But well, it used to be back in the yeah. old days. That's still, right. You know, yeah. That's confusing. It still yeah. does. It still yeah. has yeah. to go on your tax return as well. Yeah. But you yeah. should yeah. pay it before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you suppose at least you're paying it when you've received the received the money. So you're absolutely. not going to be around in you know yeah. eighteen months time thinking, yeah. oh, sorry, I've spent yeah. all the money. What am I yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's part of helps you in that way, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the idea with my HMIC's point of view, isn't it? It's to collect tax Yeah, absolutely. I think that's all their plans, in fact, isn't it? Really. But yeah, the, the property world is, is definitely an interesting one, but it's not necessarily always just about tax either. Um, you have to consider things like risk too, um, because for example, if somebody was doing a rent-to-rent um, type arrangement with a, another landlord, then that's basically guaranteed rent that you're paying the landlord. Yeah. And, and if, for instance, there, I know it's extreme circumstances and it's probably unlikely, but you didn't have any income coming in, you're still guaranteed to pay that landlord that money. Uh, and that means that your name is on the block. So a limited company potentially might just give you that little bit of extra um, protection, really. Um, so when it comes to risk, it may be that the risk is low, but it's just having one eye on risk, just yeah. to making sure that you're not exposing yourself to anything. Um, I was waiting for you to well, jump in. Unnecessarily, that, really. <laughs> unnecessarily. So, you know, because if, if, you, if you are, you know, sort of exposing yourself unnecessarily because you haven't thought about, and you've only gone down the angle of tax, you yeah. know, actually, it's, as you, as you probably said, it's not yeah. just about tax. It's about the whole picture, the whole yeah, package. Absolutely. What, what is the objective and what are the risks exposed? Yeah, And when absolutely. we go through it with, when I go through it, particularly with, particularly, I'm sure we go through it with all, when we go through it with our clients, is we'll sort of list out what the objectives are and yeah. then what the pros and cons yeah. are. Yeah. Not, not really a SWOT analysis, but that sort of thing really. Yeah, actually, no, absolutely. What's, what's the, the risks that you're going you're gonna to face with yeah. this? And, yeah. you know, things like, you know, did a rent to rent, which is becoming, I mean, I'm seeing it more and more, rent to rent. But, easy way to generate yeah. some income without outlaying the capital so it, it's yeah. definitely worth pursuing uh, but it all depends on your personal circumstances uh, and, and what you've got if you've not got a lot of savings for instance yeah um but the other area apart from risk is, is the lenders themselves uh, i'm sure you've both seen over the last couple of years lenders have got more and more fussy yes, about definitely. things like the sick code for instance the yeah. standard industry classification code for for companies and that's on companies house is that it? that's what gets shown on companies house it basically declares to the world what the company's activity is Lenders do not like to lend to companies that have got multiple um, activities going on. That's not to say that they don't, but it just reduces the field of lenders that's yeah. available. 
Um, and the same goes to also how you structure your company with shares. So if you want to bring in your family, your children and aunties and uncles and trusts, etc., if there's multiple shareholders in there, again, uh, it, yeah. it can, can cause uh, some concern for the lenders too. And again, it's probably narrowing the field of, of people that you can talk to really. So don't make it overcomplicated, but obviously it just feels sometimes that you're having to sacrifice tax efficiency for, for borrowing purposes. But that's just the nature of the world yeah. we're in, I think, really. Yeah, especially with the rate interest rates again, I guess. Interest yeah. rates, yeah, yeah. And just, just the lenders wanting to have their security, yeah. basically. Um, so that's just a couple of things to think about. But it's all about, as long as you go into it with as much knowledge as possible and your eyes wide open, then hopefully you're not going to fall foul of any um, hidden nasty surprises, really. So. Well, that's it. And the, 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 I spoke to a client a couple of weeks ago who was buying an investment property for a HMO. Yeah. So that's a ha that's a house of multiple occupancy. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's nodding at me. Mark's yeah. done. Good boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so and what what we were talking about there was they were looking to to, to buy it in their own personal name. Yeah. Uh, which is which is fine, but also creates a bit. So from a tax point of view. That in their personal name was maybe not the best option. Yeah. But then they've got a lot of people living in their, that property. And we decided to go down the road of a limited company in the end because yeah. it comes with two, which touching on the two things we spoke about a minute ago. From a tax point of view, they're going to receive some good rental profits, hopefully. Yeah. And also, there's the liability side of things. Yeah. You know, because then they can protect themselves if, if the insurance policy wasn't to, to cover them for that yeah. angle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all, it's all those sort of things that, that Nat touched on both. Yeah. The thing that caught, caught that person out in that particular scenario was, was the stamp duty. Yeah. They were not aware of the stamp duty rules yeah, at correct. all. Yeah. So yeah. When, when they're trying to put a deposit in, yeah. they thought, oh, we've honky dory here. Then the large chunk of it's been swallowed up by the yeah. stamp duty land tax. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, there's lots of different variations as you've touched on with HMOs and Vitalets is probably one of the most common ones but we do see a lot of HMOs and that can be problematic with local authorities and, and the licensing procedure yeah. um, but we see purchase lease options PLOs you know where people you know have a guaranteed price to to buy the property at a later date um, but but the other other area that people like to spend some time in is, is serviced accommodation and holiday lets basically. Yeah. Again, another completely different set of rules because VAT comes into that. Because you're typically providing a service, so that becomes a taxable supply. Uh, and if you go over £85,000 worth of income, um, then in effect you should be registering for VAT. But there are schemes that you can take advantage of, uh, potentially. Uh, and TOMS, the Tour Operators Margin Scheme, is one of those schemes uh, if you're dealing with, with holiday lets. Um, but again, there's a whole bunch of criteria and conditions, and that's probably a whole podcast all on its own. <laughs> <laughs> so just touching on that, so if I rent out a residential house, so like, yeah. I don't know, a four-bedroom family home, yeah. there's no VAT because that's residential. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I... residential uh, lettings are exempt from VAT. So in effect, you can't register for VAT. Absolutely, yeah. So then if I buy a, 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 a commercial unit, whether yeah. it be a car garage or whatever, if I rent that out, yeah, that that I cannot, and I've opted tax. I can I can put that on on that. If if the property itself is opted to tax, yes, yeah. and then you've got to go through that opt to tax yourself and back registration, depending on the circumstances, because there are loads of if buts and maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. But generally speaking, if you if you had an opt to tax and you opted tax, then yes, you would be able to charge that and claim that back on. But don't forget, if you're doing both 
residential and commercial with VAT on in the same company, then you can only claim the VAT back on the bit that's got the option to tax on. And then you're into the world of what's called partial exemption, where you have to work out the, um, the VAT that you can claim back on those costs, which factor both. Uh, accountancy fees is a good example of that. Yeah. So a percentage gets applied to, uh, but again, there can loads of conditions with the de minimis rules and all that kind of stuff. So, in, yeah. so with, with that example, so with the service, not with the service charge, that's completely wrong. With the uh, partial exemption, yeah. So that will be so that just an example of that would be. Let's. I'm just going to. So I've got a shop at the. I've got a shop at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which is my my family yeah. shop. Yeah. And above it, I've got so I've got an apartment. For example, yeah, yeah. And I rent that apartment. Up, that's residential. Yeah. And then downstairs in my shop, which is commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm just just getting that straight in. So. Yeah. Yeah. I understand where we are then. Yeah, so, but in that scenario, it's, it's probably unlikely that the property itself is opted to tax because you've got part commercial and part okay. residential. Again, it depends because there's loads of quirky stuff out there. Well, there's really. stuff that jumps out. And, yeah. that, and that's it, yeah. though, isn't it? This is just to give people a flavour. This Absolutely. Is not this is a yeah. sort of a, give an idea what's out there. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, what things mean, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, you know, because certain words that, you know, like, like partial exemption sound yeah. baffling. It, and is, it, it can be baffling, yeah. but in in simple terms, it's it's not. Yeah. But in in reality, when we start looking into the fine details, yeah. it's quite quite. There's there's ifs, yeah. buts, and maybes, as you've probably yeah. say. That's what we're here for, isn't it? I guess yeah, to go through absolutely. every kind of circumstances which are yeah. going to be different and explain like all yeah. the little technicalities. And how, how to structure things, yeah. as you both searched on at the beginning, really things change, don't they? Yeah. Life changes, the tax rules change, yeah. so you try and do the best with the knowledge you've got now. And we talk about structuring companies for activities, don't we? So typically buy-to-let properties are investment activities. So we'll put that all into one company. Um, but if we were doing flips, for instance, in the world of property, buying property with the intention of refurbishing and selling it, that's trading activities. So technically and, and, and typically we would, we would keep that in a separate company, one for your investments and one for your, your trading, really. Um, there are more tax advantages um, for trading companies than there are for investment companies. Uh, and typically that's around inheritance tax and capital gains tax. Yeah. Um, rather morbidly, they're kind of end of working life and end of physical life yeah. tax <laughs> yeah. relief. So uh, inheritance tax relief, um, obviously for when you pop your clogs, um, and also capital gains tax when you sell the business or dissolve the business. Those are available for trading companies. Uh, but not investment companies. So serviced accommodation, um, furnished holiday lets, those sit slap bang in the middle because they get the CGT allowance. If you were to sell your company that was a furnished holiday let, you would get capital gains tax relief, but it doesn't qualify for inheritance tax relief. So again, you'd probably want to keep that in a separate company. So there's kind of three separate companies potentially going on here. They're doing different things. Yeah. Doing different things. And that might sound like a ploy for um, limited companies, uh, sorry, accountants to get loads of fees, for accountancy fees, but it's generally because of the tax reliefs that's available. If you're just going to dabble in, in one of those areas, then and the wealth and and the value that you're going to build up is going to be in inconsequential then you know we're all for keeping things simple aren't we yeah. you know do it all in the same company if you wanted to 
But if it was something that you were going to develop and grow, then definitely to keep it all yeah. in a separate boat and different things yeah. into, into one. That's it. Because yeah. what you don't want to do is get a nice, you know, you have a really nice sort of rental property, you have a really nice whatever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do a flip that goes bad and you lose everything. That's right. That's the other reason for, um, yeah, keeping it separate. Again, risk, you know, yeah, again, yeah, looking yeah, at that yeah. risk side of things. So that, that's yeah. not tax, that's yeah. risk. Yeah. It is. And that's absolutely. where, you know, our world comes into an awful lot of. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of you know areas really isn't it uh, absolutely so, so then absolutely. The, the other the other type so you've got the residential then you've got the commercial then you've got obviously your, your sort of your holiday lets and whatever so my holiday let that is is effectively in my mind a residential because people yeah. go there to go a holiday that's yeah. a residential activity but that sort of thing if i'm to if i'm sort of selling or having more income of over eighty five thousand, yeah i have to back register for that that's right because that's a that's a that's a service it's thing. a service because it's furnished it's a holiday accommodation. You may be providing laundry or cleaning, etc., etc. So, therefore, it is akin to a hotel, really, not too far from a hotel, and you're providing that service. So, um, therefore, from a, from a VAT point of view, it's a taxable supplier. So, yeah. Because people will get that confused because I would think that's residential. Because yeah. yeah. it's, not, it's not a factory, it's not a unit, it's not activity, yeah. it's, it's, it's those two. So, that's yeah. what that's how I would I would view it. But Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but it's it's nice. I would view it if if I was you know not to know what I know. Yeah, I would view it that way. Yeah, but absolutely. It's not yeah. as straightforward yeah. as you think, is it? That's it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you know these days with the prices of. Uh, of accommodation in the UK especially, especially if you're in a desirable area such as Cornwall for example, then you could easily get to 85 quite quickly really. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah, yeah. Even when it's only for certain months of the year. Yeah, four months yeah. of the year, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, the whole bunch of conditions really attaching to whether it qualifies as a yeah. furnished holiday let. Yes. Um, and also there are different rules in, in different jurisdictions, i.e. Wales for example, um, where there are changes coming with the, the rates of, of, of businesses so there's always lots of things to consider about um, and stamp duty land tax for instance is called land transaction tax in Wales so again you've got to look at the jurisdiction where you're working really yeah and, that, and, that, and that's where you put you contact the likes of us so I'm thinking yeah. about doing this I've yeah. got this pot of money what do you what do you think yeah, from yeah. a tax point yeah. of view you know obviously yeah. we, we can't we can't comment on the the return of investment and that sort of stuff because that's yeah. not that's not us no, but we can comment no. on the no. protection side yeah. and yeah. tax side and all that sort yeah. of stuff because that's there are, there are lots of property knowledge bases online and a lot of them are very good uh, but some of them you know maybe are more about the uh, the property management side not so much the tax side there are some things that we could argue we're a bit aggressive in HMRC's eyes. So we as accountants always have to have our clients back and yeah. have one eye on making sure that what they're doing wouldn't be subject to a challenge by HMRC. But if it was subjective, we would always try and find the right angle yeah. um, that would fall on the right side of the law, um, but be uh, a reasonable answer to a, a scenario. You know, There yeah. are lots of things that are subjective, aren't there? Yeah, right? there are, yeah. yeah. A lot of the things you see online is well are very general, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So everyone's case is going to be slightly different. It's obviously it take advice yeah. from a major yeah. pub on taxes. Yeah. It's so never yeah. going to apply to your circumstances. Everyone's yeah. slightly different. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is why it's working and I mean, speaking about what your situation is. Yeah. And get the bespoke advice to yours rather than just... That's it. It is. That's the word bespoke, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. So... We're yeah. all individual. Case by case basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Much yeah. to prepare in advance. And it, it is, yeah. I like, uh, like we've said, you know, really, it, it, situations change. You know, if you're a higher rate taxpayer now, 
and, and you've started a property company, then once you retire from your job, you could then have loads of basic rate tax band left. Yeah. You could actually, if you wanted to continue buying properties, have some in your own name. Sometimes it's, it, it's good to have that flexibility because if you needed money quickly for, for some reason, if you've got property in a company, you've got corporation tax to say on an, pay on any um, profit in the company, and then when you take the money out of the company, you've got a dividend tax yeah. to pay again. So yes, you'll have capital gains tax on a property in your own name, but that once that's done, then that money is yours, yes. and you can do whatever you want, buy a speedboat or sail <laughs> around the world or whatever it is. So. So, is there anything that comes up in that, that comes up, you know, in your in your world that that people misunderstand? They get wrong very very often. Um, it seems to be that there is um, uh, some misunderstanding regarding the changes for Section Twenty Four, the mortgage interest. So, about six years, seven years ago, maybe now, the um, HMRC decided to start reducing the amount of tax relief you could get on mortgage interest. Yeah. Um, which basically now doesn't act as a deduction against your property at, of profits at all, but instead it works in a slightly different way. You still get tax relief, but it's called a reducer now. So right. whatever your interest is, 20% of that is capped at 20% is deducted from your tax liability. But a lot of people still don't quite seem, they think that it's gone. You don't get any tax relief at all for mortgage yeah. interest, but it's still there, but it works in a different way. But it's and it's restricted to twenty percent. So yeah. it's not if you're a forty percent taxpayer, you're not getting forty percent tax relief as you used to get. Yeah, I was going to say they're the people affected, aren't they? Higher rate taxpayers yeah. and additional rate taxpayers, yeah. basic rate payers. It's no different, really, is it? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So effectively, so back, back back way back when when I when I was allowed to have the, the deduction, as in the, the actual deduction yeah, yeah. producer, I say I made a sixty thousand pound rental. Oh, I've only got rental income. Let's keep things simple. Yeah, yeah. So I made a sixty thousand pound. Sort of effectively had an income of sixty thousand. My yeah. only expense was my my interest, which yeah. happened to happened to be ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it takes my income to fifty. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, I'm effectively saving forty percent tax on that. Uh, on oh, interest yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do, okay. yeah. Whereas yeah. now, whereas the new rules, effectively, you you I'll pay on my total income is sixty thousand. Yeah. And then I'll pay. I'll calculate my tax at. Forty percent on that, yeah, 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 and then I will save twenty percent on the, the ten, yeah. So therefore, so the, that's why the forty percent tax pay the worse off, yeah, because yeah. they're paying a bit more, aren't yeah. they? Really, and, okay. and, and and hence the um, the exploration by lots of landlords or really, property investors to try and get their company their properties into a limited company, um, and there are ways that you can do it. Um, some of them are a little bit convoluted, and some of them really, you know, if they're just done for um, tax purposes and it's likely HMRC is not likely to give you the relief yeah. during that process so um, it's a good weighing up the pros and cons and looking at I think HMRC are quite pragmatic about lots of things it's got to be commercial the reason why you're doing things is it does it make sense really yeah. Yeah. they're not going to say well, we're going to quote section so and so they will fall back on that but fundamental to say, well, what does it make sense what you're doing? Yeah. You know, and if it doesn't, then the, the, you know those sort of scenarios won't work. You know, but that's not to say that you know we can't explore certain avenues. Yeah. But we always like to try and stand the right side of the tax world. Well, of course, yeah. so, so just going back into the interest. So, I've, so as an individual, obviously, I only get my reduced at twenty percent. Twenty percent. If I'm in a company. Do I get the deduction of the the whole? Book yeah, so you do, but of course the corporation tax rate is only nineteen percent. Yeah, yeah. So okay. really, I think that's where a lot of people think that oh, it's going to make a huge difference. Well, it's not because the corporation tax nineteen yeah. percent. So you're only getting the same as what everyone else gets. Yeah. The only difference being if you've 
are fortunate to be able to get it into a limited company, then obviously it's out of your personal income and therefore you're saving 40%. Yeah, yeah, but if you yeah. need the money to supplement your income, then you're probably no better off yeah, because then out. you're paying higher rate dividend tax instead as yeah. well as corporation tax. But if you've got a so, well-paid job, let's just say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doctor, let's just say yeah, I'm on yeah. £200,000 a year. Yeah, I wouldn't come to you if you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you not? You don't want, it's my blue pills that's put you on. Yeah. 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 Sorry, my blue man's. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so of 200 grand that I'm earning, so I wanted to buy investing property. At that moment in time, I'm probably better off putting it into, uh, and I don't want to take the money because I don't need it, yeah, yeah. I've got my salary. At yeah. that point, I'm happy with a limited company and I want it to organically grow yeah. into this nice property portfolio of 20 houses for yeah. me to retire. I should have a good pension as a doctor, but if I didn't, don't, and I have, yeah. I've opted out of it, and I put it all into property, then that's probably a good decision at that point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the main issue for moving properties from yourself to a limited company is typically going to have capital gains tax, not always, uh, but you'll certainly have stamp duty land tax and you'll have legal conveyancing costs as well. Yeah. So but you might not have any capital gains tax depending on your circumstances. If you live there, for example, and you've got some um, principal private re residence relief, um, but um, you'll certainly have SDLT yeah. and then it's weighing up how long that's going to take. Uh, if you've got a mortgage on the property as well, of course, again, some lenders will let you port the mortgage across from individuals to companies, but not all of them. Uh, and then if you're in a, a fixed period, then all of a sudden you've got to wear a penalty up as well. So all of a sudden it becomes quite a few years before you start to see that difference. Yeah. And depending how old you are and when retirement's coming, it may just be that it's not worth it and you're better off leaving it in, in your own name, basically. Yeah. I think people overlook, isn't it, capital gains tax and the SDLT because yeah. they're not receiving any money for transferring it into the company. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, there's no money changing hands here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Why is there tax? Why is there tax? Absolutely. It doesn't work that way. It's yeah. yeah. separately against to do that. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. It's a separate yeah. person, effectively. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And people, people think exactly that, you know. I'm transferring to myself, from myself, to a company yeah. that I own, you know. So, but yeah. So with the tax rolls. So, yeah. with, so with, with the protection comes a couple of other things. There's always got to be yeah. some, some yeah. choice at some point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is, yeah. Is, and it goes back to what you said at the start, what's your driver? Yeah, is the yeah. driver long-term, because the driver's long-term, paying a bit now isn't yeah. you know, long-term, yeah. it's going to be a yeah. benefit. Yeah. But, but you know, if, if your driver's you want the income now and quickly, yeah. it might not be the right option. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah absolutely it is all a bit of a gamble days we don't know what the rates are going to be doing like the budget next week yeah we don't know no, what's going to happen no. but it's... yeah again yeah i mean capital gains tax has been talked about for some time hasn't yeah, it so yeah. the last two years and the last couple of budgets it's been top of the list hasn't it um but yeah who, who knows and of course you know we can factor a budget in but how long is it before we have a change of government? Exactly. You know, yeah, um, or a change of budget with the same yeah, government? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe the monster raving looning parties now have got a chance to win. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we might. You might say we've already got one of those. They're all just going away from politics. Yeah, yeah. 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 politics. Bad enough for the tax legislation. Politics as well. Yeah, yeah, Avoid that area completely. So. But yeah. Is there any other areas that, that come up as a, as a common um, one? Yeah, it's, uh, I think apart from those main areas, it's serviced accommodation seems to be quite a, a popular one with the VAT. So um, we've talked about that. Um, uh, mortgage interest rates, uh, structuring of limited companies, um, and can we put children on it, that sort of thing. So it's common for ordinary trading companies to Trusts can be used and there are advantages for doing that. 
um, if, if you want to um, protect some of the, the assets, what you've built up, you know, through your business working life. Um, so that, that's the trust owning shares in your property company, um, yeah. uh, which is good. It protects the assets. Um, can I think you can get capital gains tax um, uh, relief, can't you, by transferring some shares into um, a trust? Yeah. Um, Mark will confirm that. I hope <laughs> you, um, you can. You can. Uh, but it allows you to have some control over it because typically the parents who might be putting shares into the trust will be acting as trustees. Yeah. So they're still having a level of control, but it's not putting the assets or the shares directly into the children's hands. So that A, they don't, you know, spend it all, or B, uh, have an unfortunate bad relationship which ends up with financial settlement. Yeah. So it gives a layer of protection while still getting people, the parents typically, to have control. So, uh, but again, as I mentioned earlier, you just got to have one eye on, on, on the lenders. And if there's a trust owning some shares, that's when lenders can be a little bit twitchy, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, they need yeah. to understand it, really. So, um but I think that's it, I think, really, yeah. So um, that's most of the area, so your hope that was useful. <laughs> it's, your, uh, yes, it's time for your uh, next lot of makeup, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for the blue pill. Hold <laughs> <laughs> right. on, that's it, that's Steve. He's still, he's, what do you think? What do you give, what's your amount of 10? Um, yeah. <laughs> was it an M&M or...? Mm. Oh, is it one of the red painted ones? One of the red painted ones. Actually, he's going to, he's going to the property, uh, property side of things now. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank thank you. you. Thank mm. you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. You've, you've, Thanks for having me. Give us a great insight into the property side yeah. of things, and actually answered all my questions. Good. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Thank yeah. you very much. And hopefully, any clients that come our way, we can also answer your questions and give you a bit of um, feedback as to what direction you should be going in. On a case-by-case basis? Yes, on a case-by-case basis. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Thank you. So, so thank you, thank you, Tony, for your time and being, and being with us and answering all our questions. I think me and Mark both found that very, yeah. very useful. It's good. So, on, on to our next guest. We are very privileged to have Molly with us from our service charge side of the business. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to the podcast, and uh, hopefully, you enjoy your time with us. So, firstly, what what is service charge? Okay, um, so technically you'll be familiar with service charge if you ever lived in a flat. So it's a cost that's collected from residents that live in those flats okay. to cover the communal maintenance of the residential buildings that you live in. Okay. Um, so you can also have service charge in relation to commercial buildings, so you know, like we've got offices as well, um, and shops, of course. Yeah. Um, so in simple terms, if you buy a flat, you'll have to pay service char- charge to cover all the maintenance costs which you and your neighbours share. Um, so this could be things such as like the lift maintenance, yeah. um, the gardening, insurance, like your roof repair, stuff like that really. And the hallway being vacuumed, hopefully. Yeah. Yes, hopefully. exactly. You, they never you, come in though, they never come in the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> I only get it on my hallway. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just me and my partner that has this problem. Or, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the door open and they still yeah. come in. Most people don't think about that, do they? Like, who looks after the gardens? Yeah. And no, it just happens, it doesn't just it? Happens. Oh, yeah. It magically happens, yeah. Having, car, having the car park like, jet washed and maintained, yeah. and the hedges trimmed, and actually it looking presentable, we just we just pay this monthly amount thinking, well, what on earth is it really yeah. for? Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's what the service charge is. Things, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, so those monies, they legally belong to the leaseholders, so whoever lives in the flat. Um, there's no profit or loss at the end of the year, but there's just a surplus or deficit 
deficit which will have to be paid or refunded to the leaseholders. Okay. Um, so the usual structure is there's a freeholder, so they will own the land or they could own the building as well, and then there'll be a landlord who okay. will also own the building. And then sometimes there'll be a managing agent, um, and obviously you've got the leaseholders that live in the flats. So when you administer service charges, it can be complicated and time consuming. So most landlords will employ a managing agent, quite self-explanatory what they do, yeah. um, to do the work on their behalf. Okay. Um, yeah. And they will usually deal with the leaseholders, the agent will. So. Do all the legwork and everything for them. Yes. Or yeah. the landlord could do it himself. It's entirely up to them. Yeah, so just in case of, yeah. So the person that I, I moan at or my head doesn't enter is probably the, <laughs> the, uh, agent. the, the agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that, they will probably then obviously instruct somebody to come and come, come and do it. And yeah, they usually have a property yeah. manager that will look after your your set of flats, and they will arrange those works to be done. Yeah. yeah. If I'm paying a monthly fee, I won't be. Yeah. I'm only all sorted. <laughs> I'm not, you know, yeah. sat in there. Can you do your Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, but the hallway is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> wonder how the landlord knows what costs they can recover through service charge um, yeah. so those are detailed with a legal document known as the property lease so every leaseholder will have a copy of one of those yeah. so if you really want to scrutinize it and go through everything that should be happening you can do that which we all do obviously yeah, yeah. as soon like, as we get a rental place that's the yeah. first thing check usually like four pages <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's what we all do in terms of conditions isn't it? don't waste my evenings <laughs> But yeah, some will literally sit there and penalise yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like Neil. Um, so, obviously you asked us about who might need service Yeah, charges. so, so who, yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah. my, next, my next question, but you've uh, took the words right out of my mouth. So, I don't need you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to introduce that one then. I've always got that one for me. So, landlords need to prepare, prepare service charge accounts to show they've spent the monies demanded from the leaseholders. So they'll send you a demand, they'll get that money, then they've got to show how they've been spending that money, they haven't just been keeping it for themselves. Yeah. Um, so the leaseholders are entitled to receive the accounts for the same reason, obviously, just to see where that money's been going. Okay. Oh, so yeah. it's all open and transparent, basically, then, yes. yes. So yeah. getting stored away and... No, shouldn't be. Don't pay for me yacht. Yeah. No. No, we probably. I can't. I can't. I can't. Don't tell everybody. My tenants don't know this. I live in the same block. I can't tell them. (laughs) No, exactly. So yeah, obviously at All Rochester we act as the independent accountants that specialise in service charge. So usually we act on behalf of the agents. So they would appoint us, and then we would look at all the records and we would produce those accounts so that the agent can then yeah. distribute them to the leaseholders. So we're like the independent third yes, party basically yeah. that's yeah. giving the outside view of this is what's happened, this is money received where it's been spent. Yeah, no it's cars have been brought, stuff like that, no, that's, it's just all service charge. Yeah. Oh, there goes more plan then. Allowable for the lease. I'm no. signing the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so do you check what it is? In the lease sense, make sure that what's going through the accounts matches the lease, what's we allowed do, to be yeah. spent. Yeah. So you have to do a lease review sheet before. Right, okay. Um, and obviously tick off everything that's in their budgets is in the lease. So yeah. cross-reference, make sure everything's as it should be. So that's, that's reassuring from a residence point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm paying the average it's £100 a month or whatever I'm paying, at least actually I know first and foremost it's right to my contract. So I'm not going to sit there reading no. the 40-page document we'll in do the it. evening. Yeah. Um, and equally, it's, it's being looked at by a third party. It's not yeah. actually just going to be saying, well, those car payments actually went on the roof. Yeah. You know, I bet people try it somewhere. So actually, yeah. it's, it's, being, it's reassuring that, that that's looked into. Yeah. 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 So like, our fees for doing that, 
do they have to pay that separately, like the um, lease officer, or is it in the service charge originally? So it's in the service charge, so if, is that like paying our fees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like an additional fee that That's it, so it would be in the budget, it'd go through the service charge, and then, yeah, the agent would arrange for that those monies to be paid from that client's bank account to us. So it's a free inspection for me from a, from a, from a tenant's <laughs> point of view, isn't it, really? I'm not paying yeah. extra for this, it's included. Yeah. No, so, it is, you know. yeah, it'll be in your budget. So, so if my yeah. hallway's not vacuumed, it's because your price has gone up, that's what it is. Was <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in the budget? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we can also do it for the landlords as well. If they've got some information they've kept, we can also so I can come as a, as a landlord directly to you. Yeah, I don't have to have yeah. people with an agent or whatever. Yeah. If I'm doing it all myself, I, I assume, assume regardless of, of whatever, you have to do a set of accounts, whether you're just the landlord or whether you're the agent doing it on behalf of the landlord, you have to do service charge accounts, I assume. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't pay tax on that. I, I suppose it should, it should net out to a service and deficit, I suppose. Yeah, so you know, it shouldn't be any tax on that. Don't bring tax into this. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, we've got, we've got Mark, we've got Mark. Yeah. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah, it's not mean? for profit, isn't it? So, basically, it's not just yeah. here to look good, we have to use this knowledge somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Chandy, something useful, exactly. <laughs> You've done your property tax, that's not me, <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Tony, please have a question. <laughs> but, yeah, so obviously, as we've said, it's like a really highly specialized area. So, the yeah. accountants that work on it are you know trained in service charge, not just any kind of accountant looking at it because, no offense, but you probably wouldn't know what you're looking at, yeah. Um, being How's your water, Mark? I'm living. This is actually putting you in your place there. It's not soused. I've just got a burning. Have you got any aloe vera for this burn I've just had? Texas Texas. 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 Oh, I, I'm just oh. a tea boy to be honest. Right. I don't, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know much about this. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so any other random accountant couldn't couldn't do this. Yeah, he had actually specialised as much as I guess. Oh yeah, it's better to have a specialised accountant. Yeah, yeah we're trained yeah. in it. Yeah, because we all have different specialisms, and we yeah. say this all the time. Yeah, like, like Mark, Mark's is is, is is tax. Mine is actually sort of accounts, um, not service charge accounts, but uh, <laughs> just just any accounts. Like, yeah, I'm a general one. Yeah, and then we've got specialists in all areas. So what what we always say is we've got we have got specialists. So it is actually. You know, we've got people, we've got people that specialise in, in loads of different areas, you know, like we had Stamps Usual Land yeah. Tax a minute ago, um, we've got VAT, you know, we've got different specialists, yeah. so actually you're, yeah. you're, you know, as much as we jest, it is actually true, that yeah. we, it is good to have a specialist person who, that's what, that's what they, you know, sort of their sole job mainly is to, to look at those sort of, that sort of things. Yeah, it's a niche area, isn't it? And not, yeah. not everyone's going to know that we offer this service either, so. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. and that's, that's it, isn't it? And, it's, and it's, it's knowing when you can use that service, yeah. and actually when you should be using that service. Not, I mean, certain things you look at being obvious, like if you've got pay stamp duty land tax, then you should be talking to a stamp duty expert. But you don't ever think of a service charge expert, do you, really? No, not in, no. a, in a general thing, but actually it's little things like checking that, that things are agreeing back to the, the contract. And, you know, as a, as a general accountant, I wouldn't know that. You know, you, you don't yeah. actually, here's, here's the money coming in, here's the money going out. I know it's not for profit, so therefore it should work out. Or it's yeah, of course, yeah. But it's, it's that, that actually it sounds quite simple when you're checking it back for the lease. But if yeah. you're not a specialist, you wouldn't think yeah. about that? No, because there can be these things called sweeper clauses in the lease, so that would just oh, say. Oh, is that the hallway? That's true, he's obsessed with the hallway. Oh, it's swept. <laughs> no? Okay. No, it's actually just that if there's any services the landlord also thinks should be carried out that aren't in the lease he can carry those out okay so ad hoc things that yeah like, it just clears that up not yeah. every lease has that but some do have a super clause yeah 
Oh, so that, that's quite that's quite good then, isn't it? Really, you can buy a car still. No, no, obviously, obviously it has to be with it. Has to be for the property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. something's reasonable for like, yeah, the property needs. Course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's not in there, and the, the 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 windows, something happens to the windows that wasn't ever thought about. Exactly. Then it, you know, or there's a law that comes in that has yeah. to have that that change. Like there was, you know, there's loads of like fire things, fire, yeah. and then loads of fire things will come up. You know, in the last probably five years, really. Yeah. You know, those sort of things that aren't cool. going to be in the contract because yeah. the contracts might be done. You know, ten like years ago, like some of them really old. Yeah, so yeah. they don't have to get renewed like the leases. No, they can. No. They will have a term, so yeah. Yeah, so it's the yeah. stays in place. That's so therefore, right. so then that's where that that yeah. sweeper clause comes in, doesn't it? <laughs> you're <laughs> looking, you're just thinking the hallway now. I can see it. So when that sweeper clause, I was thinking football. I was thinking sweeper in football. Oh no, I'm not good at that. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Well, never mind. That football surface. So yeah, so like, yeah, well, yeah, but I was on the hallway when I was thinking about properties. Yeah. Nothing else gets swept. That could be the car park. Yeah, car park. That could be the car park being swept. Applause for that. So you know, it's, it's, it's those yeah. sort of things that, that actually might be covered, but not be covered by the contract. Yeah. Moment, but, so a sweeper clause is actually probably quite a good idea. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have to bring up brand new contracts to be able to bring in the things that yeah, aren't on the list. And get everyone to agree to it being added in, yeah. So. And you've got 30 people in the same building, they're all going to agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually, it's, it's opened my eyes, actually. I wasn't aware of, well, definitely, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know you went through the contracts and then that sort of thing. That's yes. definitely yeah, my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I've learned a lot there, yeah. Um, so, that's as much as I've gone into it, really, because it is quite a big. Well, you can go into it all day. As, as, as we said, when Tony was here, we could actually go into the property thing as its own standalone, complete podcast yeah. for four days straight. Yeah. So, I mean, and without a break, that's been talking about all the different things that come up because it's all very, you've got all very different properties. You've all got the very different yeah. things. You'll have, you know, service charge that will relate to, you know, like um, places where you've got a commercial um, unit and a residential unit as, as one. So, um, what did you say that was earlier? The partial exemption VAT. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these sort of things that come up, and you know, sort of what what we spoke with Tony about, what we're speaking to you about, they sort of overlap a little bit. They really do. Because yeah. you, you will yeah. have a you will have a commercial service charge and a residential service charge, yeah. and maybe both in one could be mixed business. Yeah. yeah, which keeps things nice and simple. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so many variables of property, isn't it? Because it's gone forever. So. Yeah, and, and different you probably have different contracts or different lease agreements. You have different costs that will come up in the commercial side to what come up in the oh, residential yeah. one. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, a different things will come up and different like uh, not not covenants that sort of stuff but you know certain things you can do with that prim- that building you know you can't actually have that you know apartment as a as a hairdresser salon yeah. it's residential but yeah. actually you can't have the car garage that's downstairs there or something either no. because it's a car garage yeah. so there's certain things that are in, are in contract so i can imagine quite a lot of the service charge sort of world about income expenses but it's also about the legal side yeah absolutely yeah that's right yeah, how interesting. Yeah, so you yes. never think when, you, when, when we start talking about service charge, I never thought we'd start talking about legal sides and, I, yeah. and sweeping hall, hallways and that sort of side of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I have no no more questions on, on service charge. Have you, Mark? No, nor have I. I've been, when someone asks me now what service charge is, I'll be able to tell them. So. Well, I, can, I, can t- I can tell them, and I can tell them, go speak to an expert. Yeah. <laughs> because general accounts are not going to be talking about. Yeah, don't, don't phone me, love, and ask you about service charge, because Molly's uh, not happy about that. Sorry. It's all right. It's, it's all right. I can deal with it. It's all right. Well, it's just like me taking a phone call about tax. It's not a good idea, is it? Well, no, but you no. can fire a shot at Mark. I'm saying that, it's too new to. Yeah, well, we can tell the, the, the service charge accounts and the accountants don't get on. You can tell that, can't you? Everybody needs tax, so. Everybody needs you, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, generally, you're not a general tax guy. But uh, do you, do you want a blue M&M, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're very small. Is it an M&M? Oh, don't Tony's. Tony's. Oh no, no, it's Tony's. Um, no, Oh, all right. Oh, okay, right then. So we'll have to get we'll have to get some new ones for Tony next time he comes on. Yeah, yeah there's Marty's. Oh, I tell you, never well, said, did he? He, he didn't. No, he didn't point that out. Just took a handful and walked around. He did. Just took a handful and walked out. He did. There's no like one of no. You tell what? There's no. They have an M on. Don't I thought that yeah. as well. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, we might have gone rubbed off. <laughs> I thought we might have, might have gone non-brand. <laughs> yeah, non-brand. Yeah, we, we can't advertise those. Have little ORs on the next I mean, ones. That's what we'll do. <laughs> well, thank you for for giving us an insight into to service charging, and hopefully, you know, anyone's got any questions or worries on service charge, then please contact uh, Molly. Yeah, and Molly yeah. will be happy to answer all your all your questions, worries, and queries on those. Okay, fabulous. Yeah, thank, thank you for being with us. Thank yeah, you. Thank you.